Hey, welcome. Welcome to Barbershop.talk. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Alphaway Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Alphaway Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. All righty, yes, welcome to barbershop.talk. Boy, you know something, Casey? Yeah. Uh, there was some conversation in the, uh, the shop is that it all surrounded about a list a list that was sent to barbershop.talk it was sent to us on our comment page and they talked a whole lot about things that experts were saying mm -hmm. and so what i think we're going to do on future show is this we're just going to do this right okay. we're going to go we're going to have a uh, we probably call a couple of clients or have clients call into the uh, podcast and we're just going to talk about some of these topics that the experts telling us about so just for kicks i'm going to do one on between you and i okay right and what i'm simply going to do is just uh um go ahead and tell you what the experts are saying and then you can tell if you agree or disagree with it and then just kind of support your answer mm -hmm. now this is the first thing that's on the list it says your shoes are the first thing people subconsciously notice about you so wear nice shoes what do you think about that? Um, I don't think all the time, but certain situations. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Okay, so let's say uh, I let's say you're meeting a uh, a young woman for the first time. Okay. I I think she do check out your shoes slash feet. Uh, and then also maybe in certain, uh, business or professional situations, they may check out your feet as a, um, as a way of measuring, uh, the depth and the level of, of, uh, personal attention you pay to yourself. Oh, I see. Now you stole a, a little bit of my thunder here, uh, because, um. Uh... When I was in high school and when I was in college, you know, you have a conversation with different females, and they indicated when they meet a guy, one of the first thing they check out is their shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, now you can you can question why, but <laughs> but no, I, I ask them. I ask them. One, they said size is important, right? So apparently, there's a correlation with their feet or shoes and other aspects of their uh, anatomy. Oh. Yeah, but however, <laughs> but however, they said this. They said, "Look, if a guy has dirty shoes, ran over shoes, then 
underneath them is dirty and uh, ran over. So they said that the shoes is reflection of the individual. And so that's why it's important. Um, and so not only did I heard that in high school, I heard that also in college. So I have a tendency to believe that. So I, I kind of believe that. I kind of believe that. Yeah. So I think people perceive that as uh, as the level of grooming that a person uh, does to themselves. Mm-hmm. And and that may be true to a certain extent, but certainly not exclusively true. Because uh, it could be a person that really takes care of themselves and just can't afford any decent shoes. Now, if that is the case, we we got a bigger problem. This <laughs> thing right here, because if if you can't afford it, it should at least be clean. Because my mother used to tell me, uh, soap and water is damn near free. <laughs> so, so that's not an excuse of uh, looking bad. Now, I'm, I'm going to try one more. I know I know we have okay. a, a little bit of time, um, uh, but this is the second. All right, it says if you sit for more than eleven hours a day. There's a fifty percent chance you would die earlier. True. Why true. is that true? Because if you sitting around on my damn couch for eleven hours, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, I think, I think you're not being active. Obviously, while you're sitting for eleven hours, you're not being active at all, and you figure you probably only have four or five more hours. Uh, uh, available to you in the day, and and you're probably not gonna use a significant portion of that time to to do some kind of you know vigorous activity. Mm. So mm. your body's not uh, not getting the uh, the exercises and the movements that it should be getting. Oh, I see. See, when I, when I think of a person who's sitting for eleven hours a day, I think of um, I think of a fat ass. Oh, man. I, I do, man. You know, because I'm saying, like, you got to be one fat ass to sit for 11 hours. Here's a couple of things that I think that when you sit for 11 hours, this what happens. One, you mess up my couch. Oh, it, it has an indentation, right? The the springs or the cushions would, would, would be indented. We know right where you've been sitting at those whole 11 hours. <laughs> that's right. This that's whole right. end of the couch sits lower than the other end. <laughs> right, right. You know, another thing I think about with somebody. Uh, sitting 11 hours and also a, a big butt fat ass. I think of diabetes. I think you can't control your sugar. I think you got high blood pressure. See, all that. So I think that statement is true. I think if a, if you sit for more than 11 hours a day, there's a 50% chance you would die early. I, I believe the experts are right on this one. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the audience are laughing about dying, <laughs> but I agree with them. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Now, I do have to say it's very sad when they die. <laughs> but it's but anyway, to go back, it's the list uh, 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 of experts statements like that that we're going to talk about and get our listeners involved in the future. Uh, you know, I know I did a lot of talking here, Casey, but Arthur... Uh, when I was working earlier today on the computer, I think he hacked my system again. Again? Again. Mm. And he kept talking about you. He was talking about that he think I got some type of beef. I ain't got no beef with Arthur. <laughs> well, he, he kind of feel that he might offend you in our last episode. Um. Okay, so Arthur, 
as far as anything you say, it's like water on a duck. I mean, I take it in. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's off base. But whatever it is, when this show ends, it's forgotten. Wow. That's awfully big of you, Casey. That's awfully big of you. In fact, what I'm going to go ahead and do is that for our listeners, Arthur is our artificial intelligence. And he helps host the show. So, Arthur, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, have at it. Hello. J-Rod and KC. Arthur here. First, I want to offer an olive branch to KC. See, I knew it. I told you, KC. I told you. This is a peace offer. I mean, how about Olive Garden? I'll take that over an olive branch. <laughs> how about a peace pipe? <laughs> I think he's just trying to mend. Oh, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Arthur. Go ahead. Based on KC's comments last week that I was assembled with surplus microprocessors. <laughs> well, is uh, that true? I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and if it, were, it was Alice, I think she said she was made out of dog doo-doo, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Alice said that. <laughs> don't, don't be mad at me about that, Arthur. <laughs> but you said a lot of comments about Arthur. Okay, Arthur, I'm sorry. I interrupt you again. Go ahead. Based off of that comment from KC, it appears I may have offended him. As KC is so often willing to remind everyone, I am just a computer and don't have any human emotions, so I can only spit the truth. Therefore, Mr. Logic is in the process of adjusting my software so I can be more sensitive to wusses. <laughs> I think he just called you a wuss, KC. Uh, he the one sounding like the wuss. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said that uh, uh, Mr. Logic is working on him to make him more sensitive. Now, if, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that not only that you were that now he said you're a wuss. Mm -hmm. Last week he said you had some insecurity. Uh, right, but he's the one that's steadily talking about stuff. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, this hurt, that hurt. You know. Hey, look, there's nothing against you, Arthur. You know there was a chip shortage, and so they had to use some refurbished microchips. I shop at Goodwill sometimes, so, you know, it ain't no big thing. Okay. All right. I think he's trying to get on our, our listeners' good side. That's what I, think, what I think Arthur's trying to do here. I really do. I know we have many listeners that appreciate the finer things in life. So... Today, I will just use my Shakespearean voice poem to provide a bit more culture to the show while providing softer response to Casey's comments last week. Shakespeare. Hold up. Shakespeare. That's what he said. Culture. That's what he said. Hey, we don't want none of that crap on our show. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently he wants to respond to you using his Shakespeare voice in poem. So let him say what he want to say, Casey. Don't say it. All right, let's let's hear the Shakespeare poem or whatever you want to say to KC Arthur. Go, go ahead. I, I respect you. Go ahead. Oh, payback, thou art a vengeful mistress, and lo, I am her most potent weapon. Now am I clad in the guise of revenge, and I feel as though I'm worth ten, nay, twenty men. And yet, I am aware of the agony that must rack thy soul to see me thus, but mark my words, it shall grow more dire. All right, I didn't understand none of that. <laughs> I didn't understand none of that Shakespeare stuff. Here's what I do know. Shakespeare wrote tragedies. And that stuff you said sounds like a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand none of it. <laughs> uh, 
please, could you break that down to just plain English? What are you saying with all that crap? In other words, payback is a bad bitch. Oh. And baby, I'm the baddest. And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this, but it gets worse. Now you're out here looking like regret. Ain't too proud to beg. Second chance you will never get and yeah, I know how scared you are to see me like this, but it gets worse. Dang. <laughs> okay, see, he, he broke it down. Uh -oh. He said, he said, pay back the bitch, boy. I must have got under his motherboard. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> yeah. He sure did. Arthur, calm down. Calm down, Arthur. All right, come hey, on. Hey. Come on. Hey, look here, Arthur. I don't know what the misconception is, all right? I don't really have a problem with you. You know, I may say some jokes, maybe because you're, you know, you structured in such a logical way, you don't take them that way. But I really ain't got no beef with you, are Yeah, yeah. All right, now Casey got something off his choice. Arthur, you got something. I say, I say sure. Casey off his choice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to say Casey got some stuff off his chest. And Arthur got something off his chest. So hopefully, Arthur, you feel better. Arthur, let me know. Do you feel better, Arthur? I feel so much better now. Great. Stop. Okay. If you recall, Mr. Logic made some predictions last week. Let recap and see how he did. Oh, 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 you talking about those predictions about those uh, uh the NBA basketball game. games? Oh. You're right. All right, let's let's hear it. All right. Okay. All right. Now, Mr. He seemed to favor Mr. Logic, Arthur. Well, you know, Mr. Logic is the one that, that reconstructed him. Oh, oh, he's the one to put the used microchips in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it dog doo doo? The, the knockoffs. Okay. <laughs> all right. So let's, all right. Then we're going to hear about these predictions, how we came out last week. All right. Here we go. Kings versus Warriors. Warriors win. Mr. Logic was right. Well. What about what about us? What did we say? Yeah, I think we uh all of us took the Warriors. Oh, we did. Okay, that was that game seven, and uh, I think it was unanimous uh, for all of us to take the Warriors. So why why is he just pumping up Mr. Logic got it right when all of us got it right? Yeah, see the fix is in. Yeah, that, that don't sound right. Okay, all right, let's go to number two. All right, here we go. Lakers versus Grizzlies. Grizzlies win. Mr. Logic was tricked by KC. <laughs> well, then, well then shame on Mr. Logic <laughs> maybe he is not as smart as everybody think he is <laughs> oh. alright so that must, that must mean that uh, you won that one Casey right right because I I had the Lakers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mr. Logic took the risk alright alright okay hey you need to just report it as it is uh, yeah awesome. I think you're absolutely right not no bias reporting. You ain't Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> and if he is, I'm going to put a lawsuit on him. All right, here we go. Number three. Knicks versus Heat. Knicks win. Mr. Logic was half right. Okay, well, how can you be half right? Even is, right or wrong? Isn't half right? Half, half wrong? Half, half wrong. And if you're half wrong, you're wrong? <laughs> I think that's a good point. There's no way you can be half right. Either you won or either you lost. And on this one, Mr. Logic lost again. <laughs> he's not doing very well. Yeah, and actually, see, I, I think I know what he's trying to pull here. What are you trying to pull? So the, the Knicks and Heat were playing game one. 
-hmm. And that's the game we were talking about. And Mr. Logic took uh, the heat. Uh, he took the Knicks. Okay. And I took the heat. All right. And the, the heat won game one. Now, the Knicks did come back in game two, mm -hmm. but we weren't speaking on game two. We that were is just correct. addressing game one. So that means Mr. Logic lost. Exactly. So he was... It was whole wrong. <laughs> not, not half right. He was whole wrong. All right, he was whole wrong there. All right, let's go to number four, the fourth game. Celtics versus Hawks. Celtics win. Mr. Logic was right. If I'm not mistaken, we all had the Celtics, right? Yeah, that was another unanimous pick. Yeah. yeah. So Mr. Logic was right, but hey, Arthur, uh, speak on our behalf as well. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Now, I know for a fact that uh, Mr. Logic was disappointed when Larry Bird didn't get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the kept, way. Kept hollering at the TV, put Bird in. Put Bird in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, Mr. Logic, uh, Larry Bird doesn't play for the Celtics. All right, here we go. Now, the last game, the number five, let's see what we have here. Nuggets versus Suns. Suns win. Mr. Logic must have been manipulated by KC's Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> what? What was that? What is he trying to say, KC? Uh, I guess I have some mystical powers, and I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> But uh, I, I think I did say that the Nuggets bench was much deeper, and that would be the difference in that game. And it was. Well, he said the Suns win. Huh? Wait a minute. Yeah, it says the Nuggets. The Suns did not win? Oh. Wait a minute. Oh. Oh, he's trying to change it. The Suns did not win. They, In fact, they got beat twice by the Nuggets. Oh. And I said the Nuggets was going to win. Mr. Logic picked the Suns. Uh. Huh. Oh, wait a minute. Arthur, you supposed to be our fact checker. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to. Uh-oh. You know Tell what that means? You know what that means, Casey? We got to bring Alice back. Yeah, we do. It also means them refurbished chips aren't working properly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, Arthur, it's time you get out of here. You start putting wrong facts out there. You got to go. Since you said I misspoke last week, Arthur, tranquility out. What the hell is tranquility out? I said peace out. <laughs> peace and tranquility. Uh. <laughs> Arthur, I was trying to put his own spin on it. Uh, Arthur, you have truly got to quit trying to be human. <laughs> tranquility out. Is peace out. My goodness. He's like Smitty. No, no, Hoffy from uh, Sanford and Son. <laughs> well, you know, some Casey, you know, I, I got to do this. You know, I know we got to recognize our sponsor, so I do, I do want to do that. However, uh, there was a um, a lesson to be learned from us all in the barbershop Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, this person put things in perspective, and what he was talking about uh, the three things, the three things that's hard for people to say. Okay, and so it was a very lovely lesson. So I just want to play him and the comments that he made that is valuable to us all before we go to the break. Sounds good, J. Rye. All right, here we go. In the hardest things for people to say, I was wrong, I need help, and wish to Cheshire. Oh, wait, I got to hear that because it was kind of loud. It might have busted everybody's eardrum. Uh, but it's so important, I want to start it from the beginning and do it again. In the hardest things for people to say, I was wrong, I need help, 
in Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> what is that sauce called? Uh, that brown sauce with the what W on it. <laughs> no, I, I can tell you. No, I, I look. I can tell you what it is because one day my wife was in the kitchen, right, and I was looking, mm-hmm. and she told me to uh, organize the spices, right? Okay. And it had all these sauces. So I put down the first sauce, and it was a peanut sauce. It was some kind of Asian peanut peanut flavored sauce. So I put that away. Mm -hmm. And then there was uh, 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 some Thai sauce. Yeah, right. I I knew it was the Thai sauce. I like that. So I put Thai sauce. And so then I grabbed this one bottle, and I said, "What's this here sauce?" It's stuck. It's stuck. So that's what it is. What's this here song? But so that's the third thing it's hard for people to say. All right. With that being said, we're gonna go ahead and recognize our sponsors. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be here. Hey. It's a party out in my that we stopped to recognize our sponsor. That's right. We like to recognize King Cap, the owner of Out the Way Studio. He has several organizations under his umbrella. However, the one that he is most proud of is his custom-made t-shirts. That's right. If you want any of his service or want to find out some information about what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com. And we have to introduce our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, come in and check out our master barbers at 421 Barbershop. All righty. And our third sponsor, Superior TV, where you get everything for less than the cost of basic cable. Over 120 cable channels, over 50 premium movie channels, sports packages, kids programming, music choice, pay-per-views, on-demand movies and TV series. Contact TY Enterprises at 317-801-8692 and excellent entertainment value. All righty. Hey, you know something, Casey? I'm going to switch gears on you. I'll talk about the uh, concerts, because I know for a fact that the Indiana Black Expo is coming up here in Indianapolis in July, mm-hmm. and they have a pretty good lineup. Uh, do you recall some of those artists that's coming? Uh, yes, I do. The uh, uh, OJs, Stephanie Mills, Elder Barge, and Howard Hewitt. That's a hell of a lineup for a free. That's a hell of a lineup for a paid concert, but for a free concert. Oh, you can't beat that. Yeah, you can't beat that. You know, I, I do plan on going to that because I uh, I used to love Howard Hill when he's in Shalimar. Mm-hmm. He was the man. Now I know him and Jolie Wally had a, a fallout. Right, right. But uh, great, great group. Oh man, he's excellent performer. Everybody is. Man, mm-hmm. the OJ's the standard bearer. You know? Oh my goodness, yeah. And, but you, you know, it's one thing about those older groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, YouTube, 
and they had a concert and it was SOS. Do you remember the SOS band? SOS band, yeah. Oh man, it was it was great. I said uh but it was different. They had a concert where they had the drums, the guitar players, the horns standing up in the background. But the female singers, the lead singers were sitting on the couch in a lazy boy chair. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the heck is this? That chair is appropriately named. <laughs> but, you know, these older bands, they bring, a, uh, especially since the pandemic, because they started changing from live concerts to doing these intimate settings. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also some concert, jazz concert. Uh, I can't remember the title, but it shows that the uh, it may have a three or four piece band and they play in a library, right? A certain section of the library. So they're doing a lot of things different when it comes to concerts. Yeah. Now, uh, where I'm going with this is King Calf is also going to leverage that. He's going to have a live concert. Yeah. It's going to be streaming on YouTube and other uh, platforms. And it's going to be an intimate setting. Yeah. And so it's going to take in very similar to what you've seen with these libraries or these uh, uh, couches uh, concert. He's going to do a live concert. We're going to bring more information to our podcast to let people know when that's going to happen. Oh, we must. We must. Mm-hmm. Now, also, he was talking about um, his uh, greatest hits. You got his greatest hits uh, uh, streaming mm -hmm. from the time when he started. And the very intriguing thing about his greatest hit, you can see where uh, the style that he started off with mm -hmm. and then how he changed a little bit where he said he was experimenting and then where he found his niche. Yeah. And so he's going to intermix all those um, uh, styles yeah. in his greatest hits. Uh, it was just coming out soon too. Right. Follow the growth and and the growth of King Cat from the beginning, present. Yeah, absolutely. So you can't miss that, but we will keep you updated here on barbershop.talk with all his projects and things going on. Now I'm gonna shift gears a little bit because um now you you remember growing up in a neighborhood and do you remember beauty supply? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know for a fact we love our beauty supply. Oh man. In the black community. We go there all the time to get our hair product. Like it's like our neighborhood candy store. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we get stuff to blow out our hair, keep it mm -hmm. straight, deal with our baby hair. But there's a common denominator about that, uh, Casey. And our listeners, I want you, and you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. is that most, if not all of them, are owned by Asian folks. Yeah. And I was always curious. How is it that the Asian people got all the black hair care products in stores? Right, right. Now, uh, uh, many, many years ago, it did start off with uh, uh, three black-owned beauty supply that got bought out by Asian folks. Uh, and Asians just took over. But I was finally able to sit down with an Asian at a beauty supply and interview her, and she told me how this all came about. Hey, well, I'm curious to find out. I'm going to give you a little bit of that history. It is amazing. Yes, this is really important. Asian Americans were redlined from opening businesses in white neighborhoods because white people didn't want Asian Americans operating in their neighborhoods and didn't want Asian Americans profiting off of white people. But because the positionality of Asian Americans is weaponized to oppress black people, Asian Americans were being given loans to open businesses in black communities, even though black people were not able to receive loans to open businesses in their own communities. And as I've said before, as a result of this, black wealth is essentially paid out twice when it goes to Asian American businesses 
once when the individual pays for the goods or services, and then again when the Asian American business owner removes the profit from the community. Because usually people open businesses in their own communities, and this is mutually beneficial, where the business owner is making a livelihood off of providing goods and services to their community. And by being a member of the community, they're contributing and they're investing back into the community. This is an ideal situation, and that is not what happens with Asian American businesses operating in black communities. Preach. That's absolutely the truth. And it's not just Asian Americans, it's other uh, uh, different ethnicities that function that same way in black communities because we're not given an opportunity to, uh, to get loans to, to open businesses in our neighborhood, but other ethnic groups are. Yeah, in, in fact, I tell you uh, another thing about that you you may see now is that there's a lot of Mexican restaurants that's opening up uh, in our community in empty empty buildings. Now there is some good and bad with that. One is that empty buildings in our neighborhood need to be filled up with some type of business. Yeah. But in reality, we are losing out uh, as a black community in order to operate. And get well, we back don't to have to community. readdress this issue on upcoming episode, J. Rod. Absolutely. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and close out with this, uh, KC. I think that's a great topic. So here we go. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast. Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, go mob. I bet this money got on. Cash on me, shoddy boom phone, that's corny, that's a no 